0: Welcome to another edition of the Unicorns Podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. My guest today on the Unicorns Podcast is Grace Wong, the CEO and founder of Liven, a leading restaurant and loyalty payments app. Grace Wong, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you so much, Justin.
0: It's, It's my pleasure. Grace. Where did the idea of liven first come from?
1: Oh, that's the best question to start with. Um as as you know, we I, I myself and my brother is immigrants to Australia. So, I have always grown up with uh, parents who has this immigrant mentality. And my parents therefore always try to tell us that uh, we are much much more privileged than every other kids out there back in China where she grew up. And then she uh, was coming from a very poor family back then, but she herself made a, a big success with my daddy and taking us to Land of Opportunity, which is in Australia. And so she always told us to, you know, dream really large um, because if you don't dream really large, then um and even if you uh do it like that when the dream is broken the broken pieces will still be large. So so (laughs) way of her saying that, you know, aim high to the moon and then you might land in stars, something like that. So the but then the main goal for what she tells us in that way is to basically tell us you know she wasn't just expecting us to be just good kids and then you know be successful in the traditional sense where people you know make good money she wanted us to be very specific about what they what she like expected uh, from us she wanted us to be the 1% of the people who gets to change the world in a meaningful way like uh, actually mm. more importantly Fix those people who fix the poverty and then hunger. So, and she always told us we are the chosen ones. I'm whether that was true or not.
0: Wow, that's that's a, that's a big thing to live up to.
1: Yeah. So, when you grow up with thinking that I was actually born to be uh, doing exactly this and I wasn't I was chosen one to do this, I still today believe that my purpose of being born is to do exactly that. So when you have that mindset growing up, you really um, don't really think about anything else that you should be doing. And then, you know, what else I can do, I really focus on how can I make sure no hunger and no poverty in this world anymore. And then that made me keep thinking about, you know, financial inclusion and eliminate inequality and bring equity, then justice. Like, how do I Fix the whole broken system so that we don't anymore have one side of the world throwing the world food away and then the another side of the world is being hungry and they don't have any food to eat. Like, why is it like that? So,
0: yes, yeah,
1: we, we've been thinking about ideas and ideas, but you know, as a kid, we don't actually get to know. I, but one thing I was clear about is that, well, which means we need to be. Not just making money, but then we need to go down to the core of where the money comes from and the creation of the money, like really deep into the science of money. So, Mm. and then, um, funnily enough, the live and idea actually popped up and popped into our ideas when I was being the double agent, uh, for the my brother's um playing game uh, addiction. So my mom uh, <laughs> me as the spy that reports back to her. If I ever see my brother, William, who's a co-founder with me at Live Money. Yes. And eventually, my brother was smart enough to realize that I was the spy because every time he uh, all tapped the screen, but my mom still knows that he was playing at that time because <laughs> <laughs> I taught my mom how to all tap the screen. So yes. my brother being smart, he realized that he should do the conversion um strategy. And then one day he told me, do you know uh, why I am smart? And then back then I was like, really think my brother was the genius. So I'm like, I don't know. And then uh, do you want to be smart like me too? And then he told me, do you know why I play all this? It's because I want to create uh, this world like a game-like world, then we'll be able to change all the things that mom wants us to do. And you think it's a playing game, but it's actually all about resource allocation. And it's all about calculation and hard math. And he showed me this crazy Excel sheet that he had to calculate every little inefficiency to down to the nanosecond. Because if he does that, then he gets to win, but otherwise, like uh, he can't lead the guild team or something. So to me, it was mm. like I thought it was just a normal game, but he was wasting time. But it wasn't. It wasn't like that. And then I really realized that, wow. So in the game world, everyone starts with the same amount of a resource, same condition. So it doesn't matter wherever you were born, you start with exactly everything same. And then whoever uses the res resource very carefully and smart way gets to win. And mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the game creators make adjust the algorithm, and it becomes uh, you know harder and harder to win something. But yes. the concept of everyone start the same. So somebody, if you are born in Bangladesh, despite that you have amazing brain, still have to be going through this poverty and even if you probably get lots of money fed uh, and then uh, given food you're still not going to be performing because the landscape and the condition itself made you you know not as bright anyway so all these kind of things will not happen in this world so we start to really uh take uh, the game seriously so we play a lot but then we <laughs> learned how the money works inside there i we, i really wanted to study the concept why smart brother like mine would waste in in the, back then i thought it would be a waste like you know month and month trying to do something like a world of warcraft and then yep. he, but it was actually
0: research for the new app
1: yeah he gets nothing out of it though but then like he was waste like all his lifetime. So, you know, he wasn't going to uni and he was still, uh, you know, ducks of the uni. I don't know how he does it, but then, yeah, so it was very interesting. And then we, I started to, you know, like you said, research into it and then really realized that, okay, um, this thing is all about intrinsic uh, motivation and bring out the extrinsic motivation of both and then really play to the higher level how to make people's uh, behavior change and then the monetary system and all the care packages inside of perks and how it works. It was very fascinating. So at Mm. this moment, we knew that this is how we should be doing and then how we should make the real world, game-like world, fun, exciting, but meaningful. And then, you know, uh, very convenient but we still didn't know which area to start though
0: um okay yeah but you're you're a, you love food you love restaurants
1: yeah that's why <laughs> uh, in 2014 we went okay let's do it in food world because that's when i realized my friend so that's later i met my friend whose name is um jay he Uh, was part of the early um, Ethereum is called uh, the blockchain project and Mm. he was part of the creators in that and then back then I didn't know what Ethereum was or even blockchain was but he introduced me to the concept and then I start thinking about wow this is amazing how the assets can back the money and then you know this digital currency can be backed by some sort of asset and then you know well, we realize a food is actually a best way to tokenize, and then it's because, um, it really ties into the loyalty concept that I wanted to um try because, uh, the, the, the food world is actually the last mile network where all the money gets burnt, and then mm-hmm. in the most frequently happening, um, thing transaction wise and then it's the size is very small that break up and then so it was a very good area to create this habitual behaviors if if we walk on this like let's say travel area first like how many people do they even try uh travel you know in a year to create any habitual uh change so this was like the best area to start and then yeah, that's how we started in Food World. And so
0: and so when um when was that? Like 2014, two thousand and fourteen, two thousand and fifteen, you came up and you yeah. started the business. You started livin.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Okay. And how do how does the how does the app work?
1: Um this how it works. So um, at the moment uh it works a very simple one dimensional way because we are still very far away from all the features that we wanted to bring to live in the world. But, um, simply it, you can use, download the app and then you discover places you want to eat. And then there's like so many options to choose from. And so all these different ways to search what you want to eat. And then you go and eat food and then walk out and then payment is done like magic. So it's like the way you walk out from Uber, so magically done the payment. And then uh, the best part is you get to earn some money and in a um, form of currency called LVN, which is our own cryptocurrency and which you can go back and use it in every other restaurant or send it to your friend or donate it or just keep it for future investment.
0: Okay, and um, how many users do you have across Australia and the world?
1: Um, We're currently growing and growing, but it's up to 700,000 now in three different cities, uh, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, and we are about to add all other cities during this pandemic time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so at the moment it's just available in Australia.
1: Yes. Um at the moment it is because uh we don't want to from the get go when we were open Live End, which is now about uh five years ago, we always knew this LVN is a universal uh food currency. It has to travel literally everywhere in order for us to do uh food distribution properly. But then that meant that we have to be product obsessed founders, and we don't want to take something that is not that requires a pull marketing on a push marketing, and you know try to scale it because what we are doing is involves everything really in a. you know real world connecting real world to the offline world so if you look at a lot of startups they either work on like a real world like a uber eats but they have massive funding to do so or if you are on like a you know like a custom I mean, saas company then you will be an online and then online presence is much easier to scale you can start from the get go you can be everywhere But the bridging between real world and then offline world meant that we have to have all the technology that are relevant in real world, like devices and things, so it costs a lot of money. But at the same Mm. time, we need to be also scalable without costing a lot of money like Uber did. So unless we are super efficient and smart in operation, we Uh, We're going to be failed if we just launch in other countries. So we are right at the moment building all the blocks right away. So we are super scalable. And then we go to uh, internationally. But I'm so excited to tell you that uh, during pandemic, we shipped out so many cool products that we are really ready and we're going to be you're going to be seeing us in one of the international country before this uh, year ends so yeah
0: Grace you you're teasing us now Grace
1: <laughs> but yeah i'm teasing but in next quarter i can't tell you which country but we will be opening a new country
0: so how did you go about funding Lyven from the beginning and and as you've grown
1: yeah, I mean, funding is a super interesting um side that a lot of us startup founders haven't realized that their only goal as a founder is to bring fuel to the uh, you know company, and then like nothing else matters. So the the lifeline, and but at the beginning we didn't know that was the case, but it was more like um okay um we uh, have to. Quit like uh, live as in uh, uh, lawyers being lawyers.
0: You're a you're a lawyer, weren't you?
1: Yes, yeah, so my my brother and I were both lawyers. That's because uh, my mom told us, you know, she thought uh, lawyers is the way to become the biggest person in this world. You know, she saw a lot of presidents becoming president, like Obama, <laughs> after being <laughs> lawyer first. So she thought that was the way because she asked us to change the world and she didn't know that other than politicians, there are real changes. The entrepreneurs are the real ones who, change, who gets to change. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know the concept of a Facebook or Google back then. So it was very hard for us to tell her that we quit being lawyer and then we're <laughs> going to do this thing called entrepreneurship and then open up a company that... act and functions like uh, something like Facebook or, you know, basically a digital world that she has no idea
0: of. Yeah, that's not an easy conversation, Grace.
1: Yeah, so we must have money that is not from our, uh, at least mom doesn't know about. So we had to work secretly for one year on just the concept and then making sure that we get all the uh, ducks in a row a, be able to raise money also secretly away from my mom and as an Asian kids it's not that easy to hide things from mom actually so <laughs> it was very challenging but how we funded our first um, seed money was talking to our accountant and then sharing these concepts and he was funnily enough he was very receptive of uh, us doing something like this and then he said look you know bring all your different ideas how to start this live in, and then i will get you be in front of my clients who already asked me where to invest so okay uh, yep. it's not gonna be a problem if i look at it and i like it then it's consider it done so he just asked us uh name the number that you need at the beginning just to build it first so it needed like only uh, we didn't know the thing is we didn't know so we don't know how much it requires to build an app like back then like you know nowadays like everything is so easy building apps to building website to just literally a lot of things because all other startups have made it possible to you know keep like a building a lego but back then like we really didn't know what is uh, back-end, uh, front-end even. So we went like, okay, let's just call it half a million and then um, see how it goes. So we got yes. half million from uh, all these uh, people that our counting mm-hmm. together up. And then we built this, so and my mom doesn't know still. And then we ended up not really using she, she
0: it. Might, yeah, she might know now. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> I mean, she knows now. A long time ago, she already discovered. But because we then later... Uh, was able to convince uh, our uh, proper angel to give us another million. But the condition was that, no, we need you to be fully um, livened, uh, not part-time kind like this. Yes, Uh, We said, when you put the one million into the bank, that's where we can tell our parents that we are quitting. Until such time, we just cannot do it. Because then you will see us being dead, like, uh, he will just block us. So, so uh, I remember William was, like, anxiously looking at the uh, Combank account and then, like, uh, tapping, like, re- refreshing every second for whole day to see the money coming in. And the moment money come in, we're like, yeah, and then we uh, resign. And then we went to our mom, and then, mom, we're going to tell you something really cool it might shock you, but doesn't matter. You do it. You say yes to it or not. We're doing it anyway. But we're letting you know. And then we did all that. And then it was really good that we got the money. And then we have an MVP because uh, only because of that, mom allowed us to go on this journey with the with the provisor that if anything not going well, then we have to go back to becoming lawyers. And we're like, yeah, no problem. And we lied back then, like we never-
0: <laughs> And now, now the future is bright. So how how is the business going?
1: Business is uh, going, you know, um, as everything. Like when somebody say business is going amazing, obviously they are not talking about all the ups and downs that they go through. Uh, on the other yep. hand, so and but it is very important for any business founders to actually believe that it does go well and I am one of them and only because I don't ever see the challenges and whatever uh difficulty we ever go through as a bad thing or you know like um, uh, even I don't know how to recognize them as like uh oh, that might be you know a problem and you know like that's why even pandemic kind of thing if you look at it from like a, you know, outside of the perspective, then a lot of, uh, you know, my friends and the world leaders sending me messages like, Grace, are you all right? Is the business going well? And then like, they are quite, you know, know, really worried about uh, my business because unlike every other um, apps out there that really connects people more digital way, I am working in a a world where connecting people more in a physical world using digital technology. So uh, when the world turns upside down where people are not able to physically go, uh, not because our technology is not good enough, what mm. do we do?
0: Well, the restaurants but, aren't open. Yeah. yeah it makes, it, it, makes but, it very difficult.
1: But then uh, interestingly, it was the first time ever I actually like a wholly, highly realised that <laughs> crisis is actually opportunities like people say that but you don't actually realize it when it comes because it makes you think very smart way and again it's all about resource allocation I mentioned to you it just makes you question 100 times more carefully where can I use my whatever leftover resource to the best when you're whatever your product created isn't working at all at the moment. So Mm -hmm. you go to that kind of mode and then you start thinking and then seeing all these different ways that can be pandemic-proof and then, you know, financial crisis-proof. Then when, so you asked me how it goes, what I meant by that is uh, at the beginning, obviously, our restaurant partners are heavily hit and they are going massively suffering they don't have enough customers coming so that meant naturally they all came to us and sign ups are going up but that doesn't mean our gym is growing mm. but what made us growing now so we actually ended up hiring more people we are quite proudly to say that not a single person you know we kept all of our existing uh liveners. Plus we hire more people. That's showing that we are shipping out things that actually working in this time. So and I know that if we manage to get out of this, so we are basically making company much stronger and better during this time. So it doesn't have to be all better to go back to our glorious time. We're gonna if it does come back to some sort of a normality, we would be extra stronger. So, yeah, in that sense, we are really fortunate that I have so many cool kids in the company (laughs) who understand the startup goes through this kind of crazy ups and downs. And it's this part that is beautiful about working in startup challenges that really questions your curiosity and then intelligence level. And then you get to solve it and then not feel like, oh, what can we do, like that kind of way. And then, as I say I'm very lucky that everyone works so hard and then they're all excited. They don't even go to sleep until 2 a.m. And I'm telling them, you know, make sure you get good rest. But, you know, maybe... Are you yeah. getting enough
0: rest, Grace?
1: <laughs> I, I'm not as well, to be honest. And it's not something that I do consciously, to be honest. It's something that I try not to do, but... It's one of the things you, I'm sure everyone else knows that when you are onto something super exciting and passionate, and I'm one of those founders who are product obsessed, and I mentioned to you that's why we're not going to just release something unless we it doesn't mean we are perfectionists. We're actually quite opposite. We are all believers of make sure, test the, it, literally iterate and then do it again because we are never the ones could judge what actually works and what doesn't. But oh, what we meant by that is like, we are very obsessed with the problems that we solve. So when we see like um, tractions happening, it's so exciting. So you can't get to go to sleep. Like, <laughs> I can't close my eyes. <laughs>
0: Oh dear. Um now tell me tell me about some of the restaurants that are your partners. Where can I use Liven across Australia?
1: Yes. Um at the moment we we have a lot of restaurants like mm, Din Taifung, um uh, Messina, uh Fred okay. Fresh, yep. uh Coco Tea. Um there's New Shanghai, there's so many cool restaurants we work with, but uh, the criteria that we target is what we call five-star supply uh, strategy. We, as a s- small startup company that uh, requires a lot of velocity uh, from the network, we really, at the beginning, focus on top, pr- pr- top, top premium restaurants that are viral and like a Messina is a perfect example, and then like I love a,
0: their ice cream.
1: Yeah, because um, that's what I meant by having the frequency, and then the um, enough um, enough uh, monetary-wise, it's not too expensive enough for every people everyday purchases to be making. So we are able to test this concept of a habitual behavior change, but. So, you know, a restaurant like in you know, Attica where the, you know, worth is like one time is like
0: $600, they mm. are
1: not part of our uh, journey yet because we can't really um, understand the majority of people's behavior uh, until we get this mess done, right? So later we will be literally be every restaurant, but for now, any restaurant that have lines outside, like a Kalia, for example. in Lots of traffic. Yeah, or or Hojak in Sydney, you know, I mean, right now, it's a a city is almost empty. So Hojak doesn't have lines anymore outside. But, you know, they used to do when normal time was happening in back in February. So that kind of restaurants are our partners and Lotus Group.
0: So I want you to I'm almost uh, scared to ask this question Grace get out your crystal ball and tell me what the future is like for Liven
1: Oh uh that's a really exciting question <laughs> um okay with my crystal ball I okay I found it <laughs> so, um yeah future lies in um, we want to I am putting a lot of focus on making sure Um, my team grows uh, and matures um, as the company does. A lot of times um, people say about growing company and company, but really if you don't have the right team members, then you can't grow the company. Like it's basically who you work with is what the company is going to be like. So uh, during the pandemic, it, it became even more clearer how I should be uh treating my staff, and then what I should be doing for them. So we uh launched a lot of uh, cultural initiatives, things like a uh, learning from the best. So I host uh the lunch and learn concept where we get special guest speakers like a Bill Tai or Judo Bank CEO or Greg Robock uh the Car Sales founder, and all these cool people to come in like teach us. and then we have this like. Learn, learn to learn, so the concept of learning we all as a team learn again stack skilling so internally um I mean the, we asked me a future as in from the company perspective and but this is the biggest part for us as well uh, how to make um our team members grow to be the best uh, chefs in the best world's uh, kitchen. So, that is a big deal uh, that we are focusing on. But then, the other things for the future is um, obviously make sure that the food currencies for each restaurant to be more dynamic and having more parameters. So, um, each of them right now having the live and care packages that will turn into their own currency. They can use it to do so many different things. And then, we later on helping solve the world's Food shortage by um, distributing the uh, food in the most incredible way that no one has ever thought about. We're gonna move um, our value uh, across the world depending on the algorithm that we set, so that we do not have any more hungry people in this world. And then of all of all the things, we are working also on platform approach. So ourself. We always want to uh, make sure that we want to be the platform that empowers other business success. So we want to see other people's uh, business ideas or whatever all growing using our platform. So we uh, keep going down to be more platform approach. And then that's why we don't ever charge anymore on, um, uh, on your students accessing our platform because we want to keep building things that brings them success and then they use our technology to grow their business to billions. So um, what that means is things like right now we have our own uh, loyalty, the, the the universal loyalty, but we are hosting every other marketplace to be able to be on and, and then they perform to their best because we bring the... All the things that you need as a business owner, the customers, and the um the the uh the loyalty program, and then all the bespoke way to get the customer lifecycle messaging done, and then so basically, I uh, think of Aliven as a Amazon, but as if Amazon has its own bank. So that is our future of how Aliven gonna go. So. We have our advantage and MOT is having all that um, customers and then the uh, data and then the payment rail and then the um, the ability to run the sticky loyalty program. Our self live and loyalty itself is a sticky and we're gonna um, democratize that exact technology down to every little business owners so they get access to it for free and then they grow on our platform. And in the meantime, we then also help them with the investment in, uh, side in the sense uh, we provide cash flow for all the business that needs uh, help. So it's like a food bank. So what do you need other than customer and cash when you want to grow a business? And we give restaurants both So. Some-
0: Well, Grace, we wish you well on the journey ahead. Grace Wong from Liven, the CEO and co-founder. It's always a pleasure talking with you, Grace. And thank you so much for joining us on The Unicorns today. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Justin.